This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back, my friends, to the Worth Recovery Podcast, a podcast featuring women in sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here. And I feel like one time, oh, I'm a sex addict, and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. And I feel like one time I should probably play you that whole song, because it's a song by Brazmataz. It's in the public domain, so I can use it. But I love big band jazz music, and um, I, anyway, I love that whole song, and every time I record a podcast, I listen to the entire intro, because I just love listening to that song, and I dance a little bit, and I get in my groove, and I say, okay, here I am, podcasting, right? So here I am, podcasting, and I'm excited to be back for another episode um, of the Worth Recovery Podcast. This is episode 135, and it's titled The Implementation Dip. How do you manage the implementation dip? What is it? How do you manage it? How do you work with it? So we're going to jump right in today because I'm excited to explore this idea with you. And honestly, if I like had my uh, ideal situation, I would be you'd be able to see me drawing and I could draw this out for you. So you're going to have to like really picture in your mind some things with me today as we talk about what the implementation dip is. So the phrase was first kind of coined and um, used a lot in educational leadership. Um, My background is in education. And we in education have done a lot of research on how to improve things, right? Because we want our kids to get better and be smart and do great things and all get good grades. And so we've done a lot of research on how to improve things. Now, I don't think that education is the very best uh, example of how to improve things. Um, But that would be like a whole another podcast series where I discussed my educational philosophy. And that's just not going to happen. So let's just talk about the implementation dip. So there's a, a researcher and an author in education. His name is Michael Fullen. And he wrote several books about change in the educational realm. How do we create change? How do we create lasting change? How do we make things work? And one of the things that he researched and talked a lot about was what we call the implementation dip. And so I'm going to kind of help give you some imagery. Hopefully you can figure this out in your head of what it looks like, what I'm talking about. And then we'll talk about how it applies to recovery. So the implementation dip. If you can imagine like a graph. Okay, I know you're like, Amy, I'm not a math person. That's okay. Just imagine like in your mind, like a graph. Okay. And the axis along the bottom. So the horizontal axis, like what you would normally consider the X axis, we're going to call that one effort. So that is going to measure your effort level. Okay. So that's the effort axis on the graph. And then the vertical axis, the one going straight up, right? That one, sometimes we call it the Y axis if we were graphing. That one we're going to call results. Okay. So the results are going straight up and down and the effort is along the bottom, along the vertical axis. 
And so we would identify what is the current results that we're getting? What's the current state that we're getting? And we're just going to use numbers because it's easier. We'll say that on the, that the scale on the um, results axis goes from like 0 at the bottom to 10 at the top. Okay? We'll just use 1 to 10. It'll make our lives easier. And right now you identify that you're at 3. Okay? The results I have in my life right now are 3. And we're going to identify what results do I want in my life, right? Well, I really want my life to be at a 9. So I'm at a 3, and I want to get to a 9, okay? And a lot of times when that happens, it's going to take some effort. We know it's going to take some effort to get there, right, from 3 to 9. And so we would hope that along the... <clears throat> Uh, effort axis. I'm having a hard time doing this with you because I'm drawing it in the air and you're not here to look and see what I'm doing. So along the effort axis, I hope you're following me, I will include a picture in the show notes just so you know, so you can see it, okay? You can get online and see it if you're having trouble picturing it. But along the effort axis, right, we start, so we start on the results, we start at three, right? And our effort right now is zero because we haven't put any effort into change. And we want to move from 3 to 9, right? And so it's going to take some effort to move us there. And we would hope that as we put more effort into it, that our line would go straight from 3. You know, maybe we put like an effort of 10, right, into it. And so as we go along the effort axis, we started at 3 with results, and we go up and we hit 9 um, in our results when we hit 10, in our effort, right? We, we, we would hope that it would be a straight line, that the more effort we put into something, that our results would go up, right? And it would go up linear, linearly, so in a straight line. And that's, of course, how we want to think that the whole world works, right? That the more effort I put into something, the better my results. And we want that to be a straight linear line and go up and make it happen. And, and sometimes I think our world... Um, tells us that that's what it will happen, right? Like if you just tried harder, it would, it would work for you, right? If you just put more effort into it, it's going to work for you. And we tell ourselves that all the time. In fact, I was in preparing for this episode, I was trying to look at some memes <laughs> because I just think that sometimes they're really funny, right? And so there's the whole concept of like, if you first, you don't succeed, try, try again, right? But some of these say things like, well, if you at first you don't succeed, uh, skydiving isn't for you. Ah, ha, ha, ha. That one's funny. I guess, kind of. Um, but then there's some that are like, if at first you don't succeed, you know, try doing it the way your coach told you or the way your mom told you or the way your dad told you or, you know, the way your, your wife or your husband told you, right? Trying to make fun of the way that you were doing it. Um, but anyway, there were, there were some pretty funny ones here, right? Um. I will tell you that there were some funny ones. So you can do that if you want. Anyway, point being, our world tells us that if we're not succeeding or we're not getting the results we want, it's because we're not putting in enough effort. And the implementation dip would say that is wrong. And it challenges that idea. And it's research-based. And it says that at the beginning that we don't move in a linear line from result three to result nine you know, straight. We don't, that doesn't happen. Typically, the more effort we put at first, our results go down, actually. 
And that's what we call the implementation dip, right? That our line doesn't just go straight up the more effort we put into it. Actually, the, at the beginning, the more effort we put into it, our results actually usually dip a little bit. And if we continue that effort though, they will eventually circle back up and then we will hit our, our result that we want. But at the beginning, we typically have a dip in the results that we want. And while this study and the research done was based on education, I do this idea um, in one of, the biz one of the things that I do. I do my own consulting. I do strategic planning consulting. And I talk about this a lot with the companies and the organizations that I work with because they hire me when they want to make a major change in their company and or they want to start something or they want to you know take a take a they want to take on a new computer system or something like that there's a major change that they want to make and i'm an implementation consultant and so they hire me to come in and help them make that change in a way that will be the most effective for their employees and i always start with this idea that okay we're going to make this change and you need to be aware and prepare for this implementation dip. Because the more effort we put in at the beginning, the result, you're not gonna see the results that you want. Now, and but eventually you will. If you continue to put in that effort, eventually you will see the results that you want. But at the beginning, you're not going to see that. And a lot of companies say, that sounds ridiculous, Amy. Why? Like, why is that the case? And so I always tell them, well, there's a couple things. First, people don't like change. And sometimes people actively resist change. And so they don't want to do the things that you want them to do. Um, and so sometimes they'll drag their feet about things. Um, sometimes, you know, they just will resist it actively. They won't do it for a while and then they'll have to get on board a little bit later. So you have that problem. The other problem you have is just the chaos of change. And anytime we change something, there's some chaos. Uh, did I do it right? Did I not do it right? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, how is, is this working? Is this not working? Um, this feels uncomfortable. I don't like it. There's, there's just some chaos that comes along with change. And so we have to plan for that chaos. And also anytime we start a new pattern or a new habit or a new program or a new plan, there's always going to be kind of the trickle down roll effect, right? Just because I start something today doesn't mean that tomorrow I'm going to get the results that I want. Anyone who's ever tried to lose weight, me included, knows that that's the case, right? Like <laughs> we eat good one day and we get on the scale the next day and we're like, why haven't we lost two pounds? Like, what is the problem here, right? But there's kind of, there's kind of a trickle down and there's a roll down effect. And so when we start something, we're not immediately going to see those results. It's just how it works. It's just the reality of change. Now, the problem comes when we don't put time and effort in long enough. And this is one of my frustrations with uh, school systems in general, is that I, I had a hard time saying that. I wasn't gonna like put my opinions out there is that we never sustain the effort long enough to actually see the results. Depending upon what you're trying to change, depending upon the, you know, the extent of it, that type of thing, it can take a while. Sometimes, some people will say it can take up to even five years. Even if it's a small change, it can take up to five years to actually see the overall results of that change. 
And so if we try something and we don't get the results we want right away, a lot of times we don't put in the sustained effort to actually make those results happen. We just rather try something else new. Or we jump into something else, some other bandwagon. We jump onto this or we jump onto that. But we don't actually put the effort and time into getting through the implementation dip. Um, I needed a drink there. Sorry. Okay. I worked with a company recently who had really tried to change computer systems. Um, they wanted to move yeah. Anyway, they wanted to move computer systems and they wanted to adopt a new computer system. And they had some people that were really actively working against it. Um, but even then, you know, they were able to get through and kind of see some changes and they were happy with that progress that they were making. And after a year, just one year, they said, well, we're still not seeing the results that we want. So we're going to try this other system. Well, Okay. I mean, you, you can do that. I definitely believe in evaluation and I definitely believe that we want to, you know, make sure that what we're doing is working for us. And we also need to make sure that we've spent enough time giving that, uh, that change adequate effort and sustaining that effort over a period of time. Now I could, t I could tell you that this, that this computer system was being successful. It had they wait and they did end up waiting, but had they waited, you know, six months before they made their evaluation, they would have seen significant changes, but they were just starting to come on the upswing of the dip, right? It was a big company. It was a lot of people and it took a long time to kind of get everybody on the same page, moving things forward and to feel that trickle down effect to where it was influencing other, other parts of the company as well. And they were just starting to kind of hit back at even to where they were when they started. And in the next six months, they saw massive amounts of, of growth and a huge effect, positive effect from that change that they made. And I was glad that they trusted me enough to stay with that for a few extra months um, before they just scrapped it. Because there is an implementation dip and we have to be aware of that. Now, like I said, I use that all the time in my consulting. I use it all the time when I'm talking to educators. I use it all the time. And I use it all the time in my own recovery coaching and with my sponsees. Because when we want a change and we want different results in our life, no matter what it is that we're trying to change, there is going to be an implementation dip. You've probably experienced that. Maybe you tried something and you put, you felt like you put all your effort into it, or at least a, a large amount of effort. And after a few weeks, you just weren't seeing the results that you wanted. And so you said, eh, maybe that, maybe that doesn't work for me. And so you jumped to something else. And maybe after a few weeks, you weren't getting the results there. And you said, eh, maybe that doesn't work for me. And you just started jumping, right? I know people that are like compulsive changers or jumpers. They move from program to program to program without really giving anything a sustained effort to the point where they actually see the results that they want. And, and a lot of that's really subjective, you know, because who's, who's to say what the sustained effort period of time needs to be. But I definitely think it's longer than a couple weeks, <laughs> just so you know. That's really up to you and you've got to make those decisions. But we're all going to have those dips in our lives where we're going to start putting a lot of effort into something and we're not going to see the results that we want. And this is especially true in recovery because we're not just changing one pattern or one behavior. We're changing, 
years, decades, I would say, maybe lifetime worth of neuropathways, worth of pathways in our brain, worth of thought patterns, worth of behaviors, worth worth of fantasies. We're changing decades of underlying issues, um, maybe enmeshment, maybe codependency, all these different things that have been going on for years and years of our lives. And we're trying to change them. We're trying to change them. And, and we want it to happen overnight just because we decided, just because we decided I want this to be different. We want it to be different. And I know for me, that was a really hard thing at the beginning. I felt like I put a lot, a lot of effort, my whole life into recovery. And I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted at all. Um, even now, I'm, I've been at this recovery thing. So this month in July of 2018, I will have been in recovery now for seven years. Been attending meetings, uh, going to therapy, uh, you know, staying sober, doing all sorts of stuff for seven years. Now that might feel like a really long time to you. It might seem like a really long time to you. Sometimes it feels like a really long time to me. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I feel like it was just yesterday that I started from the very beginning and went to my first meeting. But even now, seven years later, right? I, I put a lot of effort into my recovery in the last seven years. There are things that I am just starting to see about myself. And there are things that I'm just starting to recognize and just starting to piece together that is going to fundamentally, I know it's going to fundamentally change the way that I live my life. And and I, you know, seven years, right? And in that seven years, I've tried lots of different things, but I've stayed at the goal. I've stayed at the goal of recovery. And as I have evaluated things that I've been doing, I've given it time to see if it works for me. Um, I, you know, I've done therapy with two different therapists. I've done different types of therapeutic treatment, um, EMDR, neurofeedback, done those types of things. I've gone to meetings. I've had different sponsors because different sponsors offer me different things for me to learn. I've read lots of different books. I've started a lot more books and not finished them because I got more than halfway through or sometimes just a quarter of the way through and was like, this doesn't work for me. I can tell right now that this isn't going to work for me. Sometimes I've put them down. Sometimes I've picked them up later and realized maybe I just wasn't ready for that. Um, but I have continued at the effort that it takes to build a new life and to live in recovery and continued sustained effort. Even when I didn't want to, there are plenty of times guys where I wake up and I don't want to go to a meeting. Even now, seven years later, there are plenty of times when I wake up on Saturday morning and I think I'm not doing it. I'm not going to get up and I'm not going to go because I'm just tired or I've got things to do or I don't want to or I have to drive. You know, for me, it's about 40 minutes. So I drive and then I go and then I go to the meeting and then I come home and that's that's my whole morning is gone. Right. And uh, and so there's a lot of times when I don't want to do it. And yet I still put in that continued effort. I still put in the effort to go. So my questions for you today are, how do you navigate the Im implementation dip? Are you putting in sustained effort? Are you discouraged? Are you in the bottom of the dip and you haven't moved forward? And how do we navigate that? How do we navigate this implementation dip 
um, in, in the change process. Because no matter where you're at in your recovery, there are going to be things that you want to change. I definitely have things right now that I want to change. And I definitely feel like I am in the bottom of an implementation dip in my own recovery and in my own life. There are things that I'm trying to change and I'm putting in a lot of effort and I am not seeing the results that I want. And so today I feel pretty discouraged about that. And maybe you're like me, maybe you've started something new, maybe you want to make a change, but you feel like the effort is going to be hard. Um, Maybe you just know things need to change, but you're not sure what to do. Or maybe you started to change and it just feels chaotic and you're in the middle and the bottom of this dip and you're just like, I don't, I don't know how to do this, Amy. I don't know how to go forward. This isn't working. It's not working. It's not working. I've had those thoughts today myself. It's not working. This is not working. Maybe it's time to jump ship. Maybe it's time to try something different. Maybe it's trying to do something new. Um, And so I just wanted to share with you some of my go-to ideas and thoughts about how I navigate the implementation dip. So first, first is awareness, right? Awareness. That's always the first step. Do I even know that the implementation dip exists? Maybe you didn't know. Maybe this is new knowledge for you. And so that in itself might be helpful for me today. I know as I've been reflecting on things, I had to like physically remind myself, oh, that's right. This is the implementation dip. You have tried some new things recently. They aren't going exactly the way that you hoped or wanted them to. And you're at the bottom of this dip. And that right there brought a lot of peace and comfort to me, just to remind myself that this is where I'm at. This is the implementation dip and have awareness of what that means. So the second thing I ask myself is, what has my effort level been, right? What What is my effort level? Re- I try to be really honest with myself and say, am I putting in the effort level needed for the results that I want? Um, and that sometimes is is not an easy question. Um, as I have reflected today, uh, am I putting in the effort level that I for the results that I want? In some areas, I would say yes, and in some areas, I had to be honest and say no. There, there are some areas I haven't been putting in the effort level that I want um, to get the results that I want, and so I had to kind of reevaluate my effort. Where where is my effort? Where is my time and my energy getting siphoned off? And how can I redirect that into what needs to happen to get the results that I want, right? So I had to be really honest and evaluate my effort. So one is awareness. Two is the effort evaluation. Kind of where am I at? What am I doing? Third for me is definitely short-term planning. Um, What And so what I do when I reevaluate my effort is I look at what's the next three days. In the next three days, how can I redirect my time and my effort and and sustain that effort? And I just look at short term because at this point in my at this point when I'm at the bottom of that implementation dip, if I look too long term, then I get overwhelmed and even more discouraged. And so I can't look long term. I have to look at just the next three days or sometimes four days. Sometimes if I can't even, if four days feels overwhelming, I just do one day or two days. But I have to do, I have to focus on short-term planning. What am I gonna do in the next two to three days? What effort am I gonna put in? And I try to put a little bit more than I've been doing, right? And I try to really focus that effort on something that I know is going to pay off. So for me, that was, I need to get back to podcasting. 
Um, I had two weeks of kind of some chaos go on and, and podcast episodes did not get recorded. And so I need to put more effort back into podcasting. And so I've written and recorded three podcasts today. <laughs> and it's been awesome to put myself back into that effort and to really reconnect with the reason on why I'm doing any of this work with Worth Recovery and to really focus on that. That was one of the things that I'm going to be doing in the next three days is really putting that effort back where it needs to be and focusing on things that I know will will have some results um, and and put me back in touch with why I'm doing this. And that would be the fourth thing I would say. So one was awareness, two was our effort level assessment, three was short-term planning, right? Short-term planning, that kind of goes along with me for that effort level. And then fourth is just a reconnection to why, why you're trying to change in the first place. What is it that you're trying to do? Why are you trying to change? And get down to the why of things, like down to the core of why you're doing what you're doing. And when you can co- get connected back to that core, a lot of times the, that effort comes a lot more easily and a lot more naturally because you realize this is why I'm doing this. This is why I want this effort to be here. This is why I want that change. Maybe for you, it's a primary relationship that you're changing. Maybe it's, you know, just a personal um, belief about yourself that you're trying to change. Maybe it's sobriety. You're trying to find some sobriety. Whatever it is, whatever change you're trying to make, you have to get in touch with that why. Because the why is going to drive you to do and that's to have that sustained effort and to push through and forward. And then the fifth thing I look at um, is I look at, and this, I don't know, this is just me. (laughs) Maybe it won't work for you. But I look at like, what would happen if I don't do it? Right? So like, because I really feel like when I want to make a change, I've got to be, have something pushing me from behind and something pulling me from the front. And I think I've, I've heard Patrick Carnes use that kind of analogy. I've heard lots of different people use that analogy that I've got to have something coming from, like something pulling me forward and something pushing me from behind. Sometimes I call that thing pushing me from behind my dread, right? What do I dread will happen? What's going to happen if I don't make this change? And so I try to get in touch with that too. I get in touch with that why, what's pulling me forward? Why am I doing this? And I get in touch with that, what's going to happen if I don't do it? You know, and and whatever that feels like for you. For me, you know, in, in this case of like podcasting, getting back into podcasting, why do I get back into podcasting? Because of the emails that you guys send me. <laughs> because I never intended, I never ever dreamed or thought that this would, that this podcast would mean anything to more than a handful of people. And because there are women out there who depend on my voice as another woman to connect with in their recovery and sex addiction options, because they don't have that. They don't have a voice. Some of them live in countries where they literally do not have a voice. They are not allowed to speak out. I heard from a woman from North, North Korea, guys. I heard from a woman who had spent many years in North Korea and now lives in Germany, but she had talked about just so many of uh, the fact that she just had, did not have a voice and still doesn't um, in her family structure and just different things. And it just, it broke my heart. And at the same time, reminded me that this is why I do what I do is for her. 
And for anyone that's out there listening to this that feels that they are not alone because they get to hear my voice. And for that, I will be eternally grateful that I get to even be the small, the smallest part in that for you, that you don't have to be alone. And that is why I do what I do. And what would happen if I don't do what I do? We would continue in this world of sex addiction recovery dominated by men dominated by men we will continue to have men telling women why they should recover how they should recover what needs to happen for them all sorts of things and the woman's voice in sex addiction would be lost and i never ever ever want that to happen i don't want to live in that world i want to live in the world where women can help women and women can help women recover and I want to live in that world. And I, and so I have to be part of creating it. And so that's my dream or my dream and my dread. That's what I sometimes call them. But that's my why. And also, you know, the whole dread of what would happen if I don't do it. And that is why I do what I do. One of the reasons, one of the many reasons I do what I do. Part of it is because my own healing. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast. So... Today, I want you to think about where are you? Are you in that implementation dip? Have you been there? Maybe you're thinking about some things you need to change and you're afraid because you know things are get chaotic when you try to change. And that's what we call that implementation dip. And there are things that you can do, active things that you can do to combat that. It starts with awareness, right? Where am I? Am I at the bottom? Am I at the top? Am I coming back up? And then we have to evaluate our effort level. How serious have I been about this change? Have I been doing the things that people have asked me to do? My therapist, my sponsor, the program. How much effort am I really putting into this? And how much more effort could I put into this? And then we need to look at our short-term planning. What's just today or tomorrow or the next three days? How can I put more effort into this for the next three days to try to see the results or see some, some forward momentum or some change? And then we get in touch with our why. Why am I doing this again? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm doing it because no woman should ever have to be alone in the sex addiction recovery arena, right? We should all be able to help each other. And I get in touch with what would happen if I didn't. What would happen if I didn't do this? What would happen if things, you know, if I don't put this effort or I don't get this change in my life, right? What would happen? And so I get in touch with that as well. So those are just some ideas on how you can navigate that dip. Now, I am always a proponent of evaluation, right? Like evaluating things. And if you're in the bottom of a dip and you are starting to think like, I put all my effort into this and I've been doing it for a little bit of a time here and it's not getting the result that I want. Okay, then maybe it's time to try something new because I do believe in trying new things. And I do believe in finding what works for you. But I would also, and not but, and I would also say do that intentionally with consultation. If you have been putting effort into something and you're not seeing the results that you want and you want to try something different, talk to some people about it. Talk to some people in your life and say, look, I've been trying this for a while. This is what I've been doing and I'm not seeing the results that I want. What what are your thoughts? Do you have some suggestions for me? Do you have some ideas? Do you have something else I might try? And really do it with intention rather than just jump from program to program, book to book, meeting to meeting, therapist to therapist, 
weight loss program to weight loss program, whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to change, do it with intention. And when we do things with intention, then we can say, look, I tried that and it didn't work for me. And I'm trying this and now this is working. And we can start to see those changes. Also, if you're putting a lot of effort into something and it's not working, again, do find some consultation. And in that consultation, ask like, hey, this is what I've been doing. Do you have any suggestions on how I might change? Do you have any suggestions on how thing I could do things a little bit differently or how I could tweak this so that I can get the results that I want? Do it with intention. I'm I without those types of people in my life where I could bounce those ideas off of, I would not be where I am today in my life. If we do not have consultation and we do not have people that can help us to see and really people that we really feel are are our advocates and really want us to be happy and be the best person that we can be. If we don't have those people in our life, then we need to find those because it's going to be really difficult to change without that kind of consultation. So I hope that you found this helpful today. I know for me, as I've been trying to get back in touch and refocus my efforts in, in ways that will move things, move the needle for me and move things forward. I was reminded of this implementation dip and I use it all the time and I teach it all the time. And aren't we sometimes, you know, our worst, um, our own worst enemies when we don't apply what we know. And so as I went through the process of applying that today to my own life and my own situation and where I'm at, I thought maybe you would want to try to apply that with your life today as well. And remind yourself that effort, it takes some sustained effort to move the needle in the results that we want. And at the beginning, change is chaotic and messy and bumpy, and you're going to fall into a little bit of a dip before you start to see the change in the results that you want. And that's normal. And that's okay. And that's part of the change process. And you're not crazy because that's happening. (laughs) Recognize it, build that awareness, evaluate your effort, make a plan, get in touch with your why, get in touch with your dread, and move forward always looking to do something in consultation. I hope today that no matter where you're at, no matter if you're in the bottom of the implementation dip, or maybe you're coming back up, or maybe you're just thinking about change and you're recognizing like that's going to be a little bit of scary effort. No matter where you're at, you are worth recovery. You're worth the effort. You're worth the sustained effort it takes to make changes. I know that. I 100% believe that. And if you don't, you can trust me until you do, because you will. A shout out today to all of our Worth Warriors and everyone out there staying sober and working on recovery. And even if you're not staying sober, but you're working on recovery, a shout out to you today. I love you all. I think about you. I pray for you. And I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. 
I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.